Good morning. Welcome back. Good, uh, good, good. Whatever time of day it is, it's it's past morning at this point. Um. So right before we hit the record button, this is this is it. Only hurts when I talk. Oh yeah, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm Greg, and that's the other guy. Yep. Before I hit the record button, and I said, "Do you have enough coffee for us to start?" So repeat what you said to me. So I haven't had coffee in two and a half weeks. We, we need to slightly detour into that before we begin our topic. <laughs> what what was what what. what, what? <laughs> so, <clears throat> the one thing we haven't talked about yet on is all of the, our various pills that we take. So, I recently got off of the uh, the proton pump inhibitor, Prilosec, um, or Omeprazole, because of, well... Well, it's heartburn stuff. It is, exactly. And acid reflux and all that kind of stuff. So, the problem is when you've been on it for years and you get off of it, you have what's called hyperacidity resecretion or I don't know, something like that. Basically where your body overproduces stomach acid. Oh, so yeah. The worst like, heartburn ever. Yeah. It, pretty much. Yeah. So, and that goes on for, for a couple of weeks until you're, you readjust, right? As part of that, I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. So I'm going to have kind of take a few, you know, antacids. <laughs> <laughs> Holy hell. I know why people get hooked on this stuff and never get off because Jesus Christ. Um, it's been, I, I've had more calcium carbonate from <laughs> from antacids in the last two weeks than I've had in the last ten years. Wow! But uh, but I'm on the I'm on the recovery part. I'm on the backside of it now. But part of that is you've really got to cut out any foods that will give you you know increased acidity. So coffee's been out. Um, it's been tough. It's oh, it's, I believe it's been it. really really tough. Uh, but I've done it. So I'm I still have what we would call flare-ups, but it's getting better. Hey, reduced risk of dementia. That's also nice. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, from huh. the, the omeprazole has got some really bad press coming out about it, about its long-term uses and impacts and whatnot. So, Oh, interesting. We're like, well, do you really need this? Well, I mean, I have heartburn or had heartburn, and I had all the stomach problems, you know, years ago. And so there was like, put me on it. And I just never got off of it because like suddenly I could eat anything I wanted and it was fantastic. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's not wow. that way anymore. So that's that. Oh, so no, so no coffee for you yep. and lots of heartburn. That's, um, yep. okay. Well, I'm expecting extra grumpiness then. Yeah. Well, you morning. got it. Excellent. Good. Well, then we picked the perfect topic to talk about today. We did. Yes. There was something else I wanted to bring up before we started and damn it. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I know what it was. So we got some we, we got some email to the it only hurts when I talk uh at gmail.com account. More Greg list James? Um or the other way around. Well <laughs> so I, I I just want to thank uh our our listeners, um, Melissa Rogers and Asia Lowry. Uh Melissa wants to know if she can help boost our podcast on social media. Oh, does she? And um Let's see. And and 
Asia wants to know about also boosting our podcast on social media. Hmm. So in other words, all we're getting is spam. Spam. Into the, um, account. <laughs> if you have any comments or have any topic <laughs> ideas or just would like James's address to send him a card because his birthday's coming up. Mm, super. <laughs> it only hurts when I talk at gmail.com. Thank you. I appreciate and, that. Yeah. And, and, and only I have access to the email, so James won't see what you say. That's true. Because you know how I care so much about that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember, he loves birthday cards. Apparently, he we're loves spo- them. We're supposed to be like doing a full court press on Facebook because only Gen Xers use that now. So right, right. We got to get moving on that, don't we? Yeah, only Gen okay. Xers are on Facebook. Hmm. Uh, apparently, I don't, know. I don't know. My 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 Facebook is just full of like videos of Selena Gomez. I don't understand. That's um, not a bad thing. It's not. I, I think she's become kind of more of a like a millennial icon thanks to it's only murders in the building. Oh yeah. Um. So now all the old people know who she is. So now she's popping up everywhere. Ah, nice. Anyway, topic for today. Yes, topic for today. <laughs> topic for today, we we were chatting about things that we don't understand in our combined hundred and five years. Isn't on this really planet. much. Though. I mean, we know pretty much everything. I don't mean factually don't understand. We oh. do know everything from that perspective. Right. I'm talking about, um logically and and from a i'll say from a passion perspective Mm. uh so and i think the title we had written down for this one was uh why do you think that's fun (laughs) (laughs) so many questions Mm -hmm. so i live in horse country yes you do i do and so one of the things you learn as i'm teaching my daughter how to drive is don't drive through the horse shit (laughs) (laughs) it's everywhere my kids have friends who are horse people who, and there's, there are constantly questions on Facebook and all that about, you know, best place to stable my horse. What, why, why the amount of money and the amount of care that goes into it? I get having a pet and we've talked about pets already, but that's low maintenance versus what we're talking about and low oh, expense. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I, I don't get the horse thing. We were at the, uh, county fair this summer and we happened to walk into one of the barns when they were doing the all the dressage stuff and these kids and i'm just like i i i look out in the like the the staging area and the freaking five star horse trailers these creatures have with like two air conditioners and like filtered water and all this crazy stuff (laughs) and i'm like what that's what (laughs) nicer than my kid's dorm room right why well that would make sense i mean i would expect that pretty much of anything but because that's a rite of passage but just that that that's like normalized in that group i just i don't get it why there there aren't uh, join the 4-h club for god's sakes if you're a farm kid (laughs) why do you got to be doing all this wicked expensive stuff but and like oh this is my passion okay you're 12 (laughs) and your passion costs us $35,000 a year. (laughs) I I feel like from a, a class struggle perspective, there are, it's less of a continuum and more of just these break points. And there's a break point above and below horses are even a a concept in your life. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, it's such a bougie white thing. Mm -hmm. I, it, it, yeah. Yeah. I feel like boats are in that same category. Oh God. I don't know. I've got friends who absolutely love boats, like riding on them mm-hmm. and the concept of wanting to own one. And that's all fine. Uh, and I'll go use their boat. But <laughs> but this idea of, of owning this boat, certainly in like where, where I live, 
in Wisconsin. I'm like, really? And so you're going to buy this boat. Yeah, how far are you from the water? Hour plus? Well, Madison's got these two big lakes, but I mean, oh. they're, they're lakes, right? And you see people with these gigantic ass boats. I'm like, really? You can you can see the other side of the shore, right? You can't this that boat that boat has to be in water where you can only see the horizon. But yeah, I mean we're an hour and a half from Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking more about the winter, right? So you get this boat, and legit, you can only use it between the months of like April and and October, and then you have to. So you've paid a bajillion dollars for this boat, and then you have to pay to have it stored. Yep. Over winter, and then you have to pay, like every time you want it, if you're if you're not paying for a slip to actually have it in the water all the time, which is apparently wicked expensive, you have to pay somebody to get the boat in and out of the water for you, to to use it, like once a weekend. Uh, what? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. So, but if you lived like on the water, I get it, right? If you were someplace where you could boat year round or most of the time and that was like a way of life okay all right that makes more sense anyway i may not get it but it makes more sense but like in freaking wisconsin what the hell is that all about i i i don't understand i know your wife has a theory about pontoon boats oh she does yes absolutely yeah they're what they're 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 a one-use product they are single use at the end of the year everybody has to sink them because Come springtime, early, early spring around here, all you see, well, not all you see, mostly what you see on the road are like flatbed trailers, uh, like semi-trailers pulling loads of brand new pontoon boats. Where they're going, we don't know. But we could only assume with the number of them that are coming out of Indiana that anybody who has a pontoon boat has to sink it at the end of every year. Un- unless it's like the candy corn theory, which is that someone's collecting them at the end of every year and then redistributing them. Uh, no. Yeah, no? Maybe. It could be, it could be a, a, a redistribution recycling program. I'll have to bring that up to her. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I think it's Lewis Black that came up with the theory that all candy corn was produced in 1932. Yeah, um, and it just gets pulled out of garbage cans and repackaged and resold every year. Certainly tastes like it. <laughs> there you go. Gross. Absolutely. Yeah, boats and horses. Mm-hmm. I just it's a head scratcher. So, so more more normal things more mainstream things i you've heard me talk about that i i don't know how my car works mm-hmm. Spe- speaking of which my coolant is leaking and i and i just drove back and forth to philadelphia with a with a bottle of coolant in my trunk oh classy um, yeah good stuff i um I, I am not a car guy we've made this clear and it goes beyond the mechanics of it i have a little chevy cruise that i bought in 2012 it, it is now 2023 for since this will obviously be archived for posterity. Oh, absolutely. Gener- this is going to go like with Seinfeld friends and all that. Like it, I love Lucy. People are going to be listening to this, you know, decades. This from is, now. this is a library of Congress stuff here without, without question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so it's a dinky little, um, four seater that I've got to be about 130,000 miles on and it, it treats me well, but it is, it is dirty. My, my son right before he left for college scraped up the back bumper. Uh, I've got magnets all over it. And I was driving it down to see my college friends when I went to Philly a couple of days ago and I parked somewhere and I got out probably for one of my 18, you know, pee breaks on the way down there. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. And I came back out and looked at my car and I went, wow, 
I hope my friends don't see my car because this is uh, this is really a piece of crap. <laughs> like I I am not proud of of my V. And I'm, I'm looking at it especially like just with all these other cars at the rest stop going. Yeah, this looks like I'm a a poor college student, and mm-hmm. this is and I am a successful professional. This is the car I drive. <laughs> but I, I have such a hard time. Um, I know someone here where I live who, you know, used, bought a, a big pickup truck. Does not need a pickup truck. He's a doctor. He has no need for a pickup truck. Right. You know, used, spent like 60 or 70 grand on a truck. And I'm like, I, I, I paid $14,000 for that car 12 years ago. Right. I, I've managed to survive with it. <laughs> I don't, I don't get... I don't get spending a ton of money on cars. And then, of course, I get into people's cars that are nice. I'm like, ooh, this is nice. So this is what a nice car is like. <laughs> exactly. But I can't get past the money. Yeah, I can appreciate that. And I think ultimately, as we go on to complete this rant, and those of you who are listening are probably already coming up with ones of your own that we would be very keen to hear about because mm-hmm. this 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 uh, topic could have 15 or 16 parts to it. But it all comes down to... I two things, how you identify, like what, what you identify yourself with and what you're going to spend your money on, because all these things cost money big mm-hmm. time. And the, the thing that ultimately I don't understand and sort of to your, this goes to your comment about, you know, cars and just like, you can't get past the money is the cost, not just the, the actual cash cost, but the opportunity cost of actually doing these things that when it, when it becomes incongruent <laughs> when you see 19 or 20 year olds with these wicked tricked out tuner import cars knowing damn well what it costs to do that where do these kids get this money from yeah if if you drove through the high school parking lot through the senior and the junior parking lot at my high school i, I mean th- those cars are all nicer than mine and, and i am well you know the Look, Connecticut, enough said. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but I see some of the cars these kids have, and I'm like, what is wrong with these people? I, giving, I, giving the kids these I don't get it. it. So it comes, I think ultimately this this rant comes down to like the, the cost of entry to these activities mm-hmm. and the fact that they're, I'm going to call them hobbies, right? Because isn't nobody making any money off of this or a living. What else in their life? Um, no, that's not fair. What do I want to say? The, 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 ultimately, the head scratcher is how do they value their money? And this is granted old man Gen X are talking, but thinking about how much of that money did you just spend on that piece of shit tuner car that's ultimately not going to go very far? You're going to put tens of thousands of dollars into this, like car stereos, right? Do you have a do you have a retirement fund? <laughs> are 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 you you're going to be one of those guys that? not just guys, but that that are forever working at some middling job or, I mean, what the hell? And and I'm thinking about it at, a, at probably a different income level where it's just not a, it's somewhere between an expectation to have something that nice, whether it's the boat or the car or whatever, or the money is so there that it, they don't even think about it that way. Well, yeah, there's there's that massive split. I would agree with that. I'm thinking when I see these things, I think more of, I guess I'm less shocked or less what the fuck when it's spendy 
and clearly the people who are spending money on it can afford it. You're thinking more about the people where they're making a conscious budgetary decision that that's where they want their their rel, I'll say relatively limited income to go because if I if I went and bought an eighty thousand dollar truck it would have to my lifestyle in other ways would have to change. <laughs> I don't know that it's that they're making a conscious decision. That's the thing. You okay? I think they're looking. They're they're not making a conscious decision, or at least they're. I shouldn't say conscious decision. They're they've they've chosen to. God, I don't even know. It's, it baffles my mind. I just... Ugh. We all have a different way that our puzzle pieces are cut in terms of the things we want to put together and, and call our life. Ooh, that's very deep. I don't Ooh, know where that came from. Yeah, wow. Don't expect that twice. And for some folks... Yep, that's, that's all I got. Um, <laughs> for, for some people, those things... And I'm trying to think... You know, it, it's just like someone who, who is, you know, quote-unquote house poor made the decision that this is where my money's going to go. Mm-hmm. I want the house. Right. And everything else is going to take a bit of a backseat. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point, I don't know if it's a conscious decision so much as, well, this is to me the way the building blocks that life is supposed to come in. Well, I think like with the house poor thing, if as long as you're, that could be an investment, right? Spending ungodly amounts of, of cash on a horse, unless you're, breeding thoroughbreds or something <laughs> and even then you might as well just play the lottery so i've i've used this expression with you countless times you're trying to apply logic and reason in a place where it has no place i think it's i ultimately think it comes down to these people have their tribe and they they want to identify with that tribe and they're going to do it whether they can afford quote afford it or not mm-hmm. and that's like the cost of entry like somebody who just loves horses so much and loves it all, their whole life and they're going to have a horse they're going to wear all the tack they're going to you know they're just going to live that life live that lifestyle and they will live in a trailer in order to allow themselves to do that mm-hmm. okay okay I, I get that you've made that choice but is that choice sustainable and who ultimately around you is going to end up paying the price for your non-sustainable lifestyle? Well, and maybe there's no price to be paid. It doesn't, the, oh, the number. There's always a price to be paid. <laughs> price to be paid. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Uh, it, I, I don't necessarily agree with that, though. It's, you know, you've, you've got the, the pie of, of money that you've got to spend. And if the choice is made, you know, keep focusing on a car, to, to focus it on the car, and as a result, the house is small, you don't go on trips or whatever, and maybe those are in your mind prices to be paid, but that's just the life balance you've chosen. But whenever you're in that car, you feel like like life has been successful and treated you well. And that's okay, that's a mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. It's not, I, I am, as I said, I am the flip side. We, we've got a nice big house, we go out to dinner, like there are things that we, that are important to us. And I drive an absolute clunker and I am just trying to hold off having to buy another car because I don't see, to me, that's not value. Right. It's just, and maybe that's the word we have to look at is, is value. So there are people that get value from that. There are people that get value from the boat. And that value is not monetary. It is, it takes money to make it happen, but it is life value. I, I do not get life value from, from cars, even though I, I mean, I haven't had a new car in a dozen years. I'm sure when I do finally get another car, I'm going to go, 
what the hell was I waiting for? This is nice. <laughs> as you as you make fun of me for having a backup camera. Because <laughs> your car doesn't have one. <laughs> Not only doesn't have one, you're going to love this. I'm dr- so, again, I drove four hours home from Philly last night. I, I have one of those little transmitters that has to connect to the radio for my Bluetooth to work. Because there's no Bluetooth in my car. Because I was driving through several states, the, the radio stations it would link to were changing. So I was having to change that on the fly as I went. Yeah, it was um, – I have a very low-tech car. <laughs> very low-tech car. And I mentioned that I've got a coolant link – leak, rather. The, the gauge on my dashboard, I think, is not working at the same time. So I think my car is getting hot and it's not telling me. Uh, I only know when I stop and the fan continues to run for five minutes after I turn the car off. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, the coolant's gone again. Mm, yeah, good. I, 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 I got an appointment next week. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll find out when your piston sees up and then the car really is done. Yeah, I, and that's the thing. I have a bad feeling this next appointment is going to be the, do you really want to spend this much money fixing this car? And then I'm going to have to make a decision, and I'm not... I'm not happy about it. We'll, no. We will have a future episode of why Greg has turned around and he loves his new car. He loves his car. He's a car guy now. Yeah. I'm also in the midst of, you know, young driving kids. My daughter's about to get her license. If this yep. car dies, she's going to have a new car and a, you know, a five-year-old car that my wife has that's in very good shape to drive. I don't want her driving those cars. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. She's uh, got a job. She's, whatever, she makes popcorn at the movie theater. Whatever happened to kids having jobs and buying their own damn cars? I guess you can't make that much anymore. Inflation or something. Inflate, like that. yeah, yeah. That's that's probably what the problem is. It takes a lot of lawns to mow to to make up that kind of cash. I don't know. She's she's making popcorn at the movie theater and gets to bring home one candy every every shift. One candy. One candy. Wow. They actually mm-hmm. given her thirty cents out of the till, basically. Yeah. Little some bonus peanut M and M's. Wow. Jeez. Guess you got to keep the kids happy. All right. So what? So you know, cars, horses, and boats are kind of expected. What? What else? Golf. 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 There's the other one. I knew there was one we were missing. I can't. I don't. Mm-mm. I. I, I it's have. A, it's it's played. a cult. It's a cult. Oh, completely. I mean, if you're if you're into it, you got the whole outfits. You got all. Same thing with like bike riders. Don't get it. The hell's and, wrong with you people? And I work at a bike company. I, I know. worked there for a dozen years, and I don't get it either. Um, and I just like I yeah. But it's like again, I go back to they found their tribe, and this is what they do. And oh, okay, okay. The thing though that separates this concept of like golf from like young kids with tuner cars and thumping stereos is that the people that are spending the money to go out and play the golf and spend their time doing the golf usually have the money to do it. You kind of have to. They're not mortgaging their future, Mm. right, to be a golf guy, for the most part, I would would assume. Right. And despite, I think, the stereotype of golf being crazy expensive, there are are golf courses at every level. Oh, sure. So I I used to go when I was in college. There was a place outside of Pittsburgh, and, oh, God, it was less than 10 bucks for a round of golf. Mm -hmm. It was not a nice course. Right. But that didn't matter. Um, It was a a course. (laughs) I mean, you're not playing the back nine at Waimea in Hawaii, you know, every weekend. It's mm-hmm. like $380 for nine holes. But the, oh. uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. But the, just that whole concept of the, the gear grinding here for me is that whole mortgaging your future for the thing now. And I think it's that, what's that, that parable, parable, fable about, was it the grasshopper or it's saving food for winter or something like that? I don't know what the hell it is. 
basically the or the ant that's saving the food for winter versus the one that's just sort of like hanging out and enjoying the you know, live for the now and to hell with the future i'm like that's great if you don't have to worry about your retirement and your own health care after <laughs> you know what i mean it's like that's a bunch of bullshit i i prefer i'll gladly pay you tuesday for a hamburger today yeah right yeah. well so there's there's another frame of reference there and just having this conversation with someone the other day which is and i agree with you about the saving for the future and i'm, I'm a saver i'm a saver to the detriment of my day-to-day cash flow mm-hmm uh, I will retire very well. I just got to get there. <laughs> but there, there's a counterpoint to that, and that's, you know, not everyone makes it to retirement. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely people whose attitude is, this is my money, not my kid's money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I should be able to enjoy things while I'm young enough to enjoy them. Because I look, I, I look around, not so much at, well, even at my friends now, but I've got plenty of friends who've lost one or more parents before they got to retirement and never got a chance to enjoy all the work they did and all the money they saved. So you know what? If I'm going to have something nice now, I've worked my whole career to get it, I'm going to have it, damn it. Sure. There's nothing, and, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's a balance, though, that people who are obviously very into these things that we don't understand why they would be into them mm-hmm. are considering the now – and not and not so much the future, or maybe they are considering the future, and they're sucked so deeply into it they can't get out of it. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, it's just weird. The someone who plays golf at an expensive club once a week, let's say once a week during the golf season, over a twenty twenty five year period, that probably could have been a beach house instead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and think about that balance between those two. What's what's better? Or it could have been an early mortgage payoff. <laughs> or, or so it could have been so many other things. I, I view because golf is a transactional thing as opposed to some a quote unquote an investment like yeah. a boat or a horse. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't call either of those an investment. <laughs> that's that's why I, I call them holes down which to stuff money. Yeah, you didn't see my air quotes. Oh no, I did not. They don't translate well over the podcast. Yeah, g- g- golf is the one I have the biggest problem with, partially because I I, I played a bit. I'm not good. I still have my grandfather's clubs, which, I mean, he's been gone a dozen years, 15 years now, and I, I can't bring myself to throw these clubs away, and I really should because I'm not going to use them. Right. G- golf is the only activity I've ever seen my wife swear like a sailor at, and it's the funniest thing in the <laughs> world to watch. Even miniature golf. She is just, there's something about golf, and, and you know her well. That is not her way. Um, watching her play golf is is like a highlight of life for me because she gets so irate and so angry and it's the funniest <laughs> it's this person i don't recognize and i'm like give me more show me more of this this is awesome <laughs> oh great so you're getting a whole lot of entertainment out of her misery so that is kind of worth the payment for the golf i'm gonna uh, say okay but, well that's fine it's entertainment but, I guess. yeah it, it is for, for me at least she, she freaking hates it to me that of all these things is the one where there's there's nothing to hold on to but I would also argue it's it's a very social activity, and I think for a lot of people, that's what it is. The way that I go to the brewery and hang out with my friends and play trivia, knowing full well we suck at it, and drop between beer and food, you know, drop 30, 40 bucks mm-hmm. once a week. Granted, golf is usually more expensive than that, but I think that's the same mindset of golf, is that this is my this is my social time, this is my my career networking time. It's a, it's a big bonding thing like that. Um, the cycling is similar. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's looked at as, 
as having a little more value than just this gives me the happy dopamine. Camping. Yeah. I like camping. Camping. I don't get it. And that's mostly because I live in the country and it is bloody gorgeous out here. You've got all the bugs and wildlife in your house already. Why need to stay? Why do you stay outside with them? Exactly. And I have a bed. <laughs> Right. So people was like, oh, yeah, what do you what are you guys doing for your vacation? Well, we haven't had a vacation in two years. We're going to go camping. The hell is wrong with you? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, well, I'm OK. If you live in like downtown Chicago or Manhattan and, you know, you want to come up to the, the north woods of Wisconsin to get away so you can actually see nature. That makes a little bit more sense to me. But I just I don't I don't get it. I. How do I put this into words? Because I haven't camped as much as my son has aged out of scouts, but I used to camp on a, you know, at least monthly, year-round, doing all that. And part of that was teaching with, with the kids. But I love sleeping outside. I love the fresh air. It's sort of a forced distraction, and yet forced focus at the same time. It There are only a handful of things you've got to do, but you've got to do them right. And I can't sit down and turn on the TV. I can't check my email. Um, I, I get to be somewhere else and just focus on food and nature. And, and I love it. It's a very mind-clearing experience for me. Hmm. And you could say that about any of these activities we just talked about, being on the water or being on the horse or being out at the golf course or cycling. You could say that about any of these things. It depends on who you are. For me, the, the camping is super enjoyable. It, as I've gotten older and with my back, it's it's become more of a hassle but even you know in recent years when i have been out camping even for all the work that's involved in bringing my cpap machine and all that shit Jesus. i uh, yeah <laughs> even for all that still waking up in the morning in a tent is like oh i know i've got a lot of cleaning to do now but this is just awesome it's you hear the birds it, i i don't know it's a it's a happy place moment for me yeah, that just sounds like waking up every day in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, birds and sun's coming in, and you can see right outside, and all the country and the trees, and it's all it's all fantastic. I get it. That's why we live here. And so, for people who don't live in that kind of environment, they're like, "Well, altwise, suck it," because we don't have that. So we're going to have to go camping to get it. Okay, I I that's fine. Mm-hmm. One of my friends who I saw this weekend, in a couple of days, he and his wife are going to be rafting down the Colorado River for, or or canoeing, maybe canoeing, I don't know. One sounds harder than the other. Uh, They're going to be going down the Colorado River for like three weeks, the two of them. And and my response was, I just got two new couches with the power, like leg lifts, and that's what I'm going to be doing for the next three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) And my my friends all looked at us and said, he wins. (laughs) Like me, That's I would. <laughs> different strokes for different folks, right? Yes. But what it ends up with, the question I've got, and the thing that ultimately leaves me shaking my head is probably the outlier stuff, right? Like we were mentioning before when we first started talking about you've made a conscious choice and it comes down to money and mortgaging your future against the now. And help me understand how that works. Yeah, because the camping one, as an example, is not super expensive. No, exactly. It's just not something I would want to spend my time doing. Well, unless you are a gearhead, and I know people who are, who have a thousand little stoves and gadgets and solar chargers. Oh, sure, yeah. Because you can go down a rabbit hole on anything like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But One other thing which is very different than these that I'm going to say that's just not worth my time. I know adults that are 
hardcore into gaming. Call of Duty, Overwatch, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I that's and that's that can be expensive, not nearly as expensive as the other things, but that's another thing where we talk about time spent. Not yeah. necessarily money spent, but time spent. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it's time expensive. It, it, it is. It is. It can be relationship expensive. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get your dopamine hit, like you said, out of sitting there pushing little buttons on a little plastic doodad. Great. I don't. So I, I guess yeah. I don't understand it. You know, the concept of spending, you know, 500 bucks or whatever. I don't know how much these things cost. And getting X number of hours of enjoyment out of it versus spending tens of thousands of dollars on something that's going to immediately depreciate and you're never going to get your money back out of it. The op- the cost of that happiness is kind of ridiculous. It is. It is. I, I got one more example just popped into my head. I know we're starting to run long, but this is an interesting example, I think. Disney. Yeah. There are, I mean, there are folks, you must know some, who... That oh. is a, a a multiple time a year event. And oh it yeah, is, it it's is a religion. Soul, yeah, it, 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 that's a great term for it. It is a religion, and I know folks like that as well. And to them, that is the the only way to spend their downtime and their extra cash. I I would argue it's extra. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it is okay. extra. Okay, you think it's a lifestyle choice? It is an absolute lifestyle choice where they've got to go every year, and they go every year at Halloween, and they all dress up as you know Disney characters, and I like. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, kudos to Disney for having so many people drink the Kool-Aid, but damn. Yeah, D- Disney's one of those things where whenever we've been, and it's been a while, I have always said that was stupidly expensive, but man, they do a good job and it was worth it. Like I I have ne- I have never been where I've said why did we spend that level of money? It was just they they do a great job. But I, I also don't understand the frequency with, with which some people are there. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. This will obviously be archived for posterity. Mm-hmm.